Good morning and welcome to the Small Business Cheerleader Podcast. I'm Nicola from NW Marketing and I'm joined today by the lovely Sam Ferris. Um, she is a wonderful confidence coach. Now, this is something I want to chat about. Everyone needs confidence and we just don't know sometimes how to get there. And today we're going to talk about the top three money blocks that will really stop people or hold them back from getting to their first 10K months. So Sam, introduce yourself and let us know how you got to where you got to as a confidence coach. Thank you so much for having me. So as you mentioned, I'm Sam Ferris and I'm a confidence coach and rapid transformational therapist. And I really help entrepreneurs to break through self-doubt and show up unapologetically so they can smash their income ceiling and reach those 10, 20 pay months and beyond. And the way in which I got here, I was in a very big corporate role in senior HR leadership and like many of us, really burnt out doing that work. And so I just feel like it was really out of alignment with what my true purpose was, which really was helping people and women in particular to really lift and boost their confidence. And I went through that whole imposter syndrome piece as well when I was in corporate and that doubt, that constant doubt, constant anxiety, constant stress. And I really learned how to pull myself out of all of that so that I could have the, the confidence in myself, the belief and the trust to start my own business and be very successful in that actually for the first month without any marketing background, without a business background, and just literally just throwing myself in there because like, I knew that what I was going to do was going to change the world. I felt very confident in myself and the tools that I use. So that's yeah. how I got through it. I love that because it is a confidence and a lot of people say confidence is an exchange, isn't it? It's a trust exchange and people usually buy the confidence because they want to get the results. And if they feel that the person that they're dealing with can give them that, it's an instant confidence exchange. And yeah, you're right. It doesn't sometimes need that huge marketing background or that huge thing. If people know that you can give them results they want, then that is sometimes all that's needed, a straightaway hell yes. And that's what we're all chasing when it comes to our businesses, that exchange with our ideal client and that hell yes uh, to our offers. And I help my clients in trying to get those offers together and the confidence to then get them out into the world is, I think, where, um, a, like you're saying, like confidence coach comes in and those tips and, and tools that you can use to do that um so you know what are the the three money blocks that you think from dealing with your clients and yourself that are holding people back from maybe getting consistent high income months you know because obviously we know we get roller coasters sometimes of huge ones and they're not what what creates a consistent income sure so there, I mean there's lots of different types of money blocks but I feel like they fall into three big categories and the first one is around this belief that that money is in some way evil or bad. And this one comes up in terms of thinking that not necessarily it's money, but it's the people that sit underneath it because money isn't good or evil, right? It's just money. But when people start looking at people with money, they start thinking that they're bad or evil in some way. But this is just a belief that we form, but it can stop us from actually attracting in the money that we really want and desire. Because in the back of our mind, we've got this thought that actually, if I go and earn 10K months consistently, I'm a six-figure earner or seven-figure earner, I'm going to become one of those evil people, one of those bad people that don't do good things with money. Mm. But the truth behind that is, 
that money and earning money will only make you more of what you already are. And if you're already a really good person, which I know that anyone listening to this is a good person, and every entrepreneur I talk to, when I ask them what's their big vision for, for their business, for their life, it's so they can have financial freedom to also then help other people. And most people have a charity that they want to set up or um, money that they want to give to certain charities. So we have this belief that it's evil or bad, but it's only evil or bad if it's used in the wrong way. But that, that belief, as we're growing up and hearing that people are greedy, you know, basically all these little terms that you hear around money, start to, you start to think it's bad or evil and maybe people won't like you or love you and you won't fit in anymore when all of a sudden you start earning more than that, more than your parents, more than your partner, more than your friends. It can start to feel very uncomfortable. So our subconscious starts pulling us back from showing up online and selling our offers and makes us doubt ourselves so that we don't cross over that comfort line. And that's one I see really quite commonly. Mm. Um, in terms of the next one, it is, you know, that whole thing around attracting money is mm. hard work. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it is hard work. And I think the showing up online thing is hard as well, isn't it? It's actually just people get imposter syndrome of showing up online. What have you found there about trying to break through that? Yeah, so that whole attracting money, it's going to be hard work. I need to put in heaps of effort. And when we start our businesses, we do actually need to put in the work. I'm not saying that you can just sit back and just, you know, magically money will just, you know, magnetise towards you without you having to do anything. You do need to put in the work. But for me, there is a difference between allowing money to come easily to you and just really burning out, like doing everything in your business and feeling that you have to work around the clock. So when you have that belief around your money is, is hard work, that often comes from looking at your, your parents and maybe they had to work multiple jobs or potentially um, even in a household where there might not have been enough money. So you're just seeing this story playing out around you that makes you feel like you have to work so hard for it. And I know for me, when I was in my corporate job, I was a multi six-figure earner and I had to work really hard for that. I thought that that was the only way that money really did come to me. I had to work super hard. So when I started my business, what did I do? I worked really hard. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So early, I was seeing clients at 6am. I'm not a morning person. At 6am, I was seeing people in the same day and starting sessions at 9pm and doing everything in between because I had no boundaries. I'm like, if I'm going to make this business work, I need to work hard. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily the case. It actually isn't the case. I know seven-figure earners who are working 15 to 20 hours a week and yes, they have teams around them and they're probably better ways of working but it's possible for you to earn six figures without having to burn yourself into the ground and, mm -hmm. and have the stress and the anxiety that comes with it as well. Yes. So it's it's the, the energetics, isn't it? Because the, 
you can work all those hours and then you're trading, you know, time for money, which is what we do when we're in wages and, and employed. And we have that mindset, don't we, of having to work hours um, in exchange for dollars. Whereas we forget when we're knowledge-based or we're, we're online businesses, we're trading our knowledge and that knowledge um, can come in different forms. And it also comes with your energetics. So if you're burnt out, you're not going to show up as that person that people want and then you're again going to push people away as opposed to pulling them in and I think people forget that that your energetics when you're burnt out are also going to be a block aren't they absolutely your, your energy is everything really your mindset how you view the world how you view money how you view yourself and then the the energy that goes with that people will feel it and as soon as you start feeling as though it's hard to earn money you start actually thinking that about everything. Yeah. It's hard to show up. It's hard to post. It's hard to do lives. It's hard to get clients. It's hard. You know, then all of a sudden there becomes this whole story around everything's hard. And what happens within you when you feel it's hard? You retract and yeah. it's fearful and you go inward. And yes, that absolutely affects your energy because all of a sudden you're trying to show up. You don't want to try to show up. You just want to do it. You want to do so unapologetically and feel really energized and happy about that. And you want it to feel easy. It's not yeah. always simple, but you want it to feel easy <laughs> when you're doing it too. Yeah. And yeah. you get the clients and the money attracted to you when you're actually doing things that you love and find joyful. Yeah, what I find uh, I learned through masterminds I've done in the past and I try and implement when I'm sometimes might hit those money blocks, if it's a new offer or a new thing where, you know, you want to make sure that you're showing up is that thing of acting as if, you know, um, some people journal, some people do other things, but acting as if it's already successful. So because your energy changes, doesn't it? When you show up because you know that what you're doing, you know anyway that you're doing something that will have an impact. So you want to show up as if you've already had that impact with that new offer or new business so that people get that sense of what you're like and what your energy is like when you're in that place. And then I think that draws in and that comes in in flow more so then. I find that that is a mindset trick I try and utilise myself at times when I might be hitting a block. Absolutely. it's The mind is incredibly powerful. And when you start to set up for yourself the acting as, as if it's already here, your mind goes, oh, that's awesome. It's already here. So we're just going to sell it because we've already done this and we've already got clients from this. We've already got money from this. This is exciting. This is easy. And I love the quote from uh, Bob Proctor who says, what you can hold in your head, you can hold in your hands. And that's all about creating incredible imagery in your mind around what it is that you actually already have, you know, in the future. And when you do that, your mind can't tell the difference between what is fiction and what is reality. So it just goes, that, that's, that's reality for us now. So I'm going to motivate you and drive you to do more of this because you've yeah. already proven that you can do it. It's an incredible tool. I love that. I love that. So when we're talking about the mind, so what's the role of the subconscious mind when it comes to breaking through income limits? Because we we know that there's something back there that's controlling us and maybe, you know, blocking us from being the best that we can be with what our, you know, our online business has, you know, the vision for it. So what's stopping that? What's in the subconscious that we can maybe address? So the subconscious really controls 
nearly everything. So it controls at least 95% of the actions, our feelings, our thoughts, uh, what we do and don't do every single day without you actually even realizing it. It runs on autopilot. It's, it is unconscious. So you'll be driven each day from the subconscious, which holds your beliefs, um, your experiences, your perception about the world. And it's constantly picking up on patterns. So if you start saying to yourself, whether you're aware of it or not, that money is scarce, like, so that's one of the other big blocks, that money is scarce, there's not enough clients, there's not enough money, um, you know, that whole lack mentality, your subconscious is listening to all of that. And it's like, oh, okay, well, that's true. Because it doesn't know what's true and what's not really. It just goes, this is a constant story. This is a belief that you have because maybe when you grow up, you didn't have enough money. There wasn't enough food. Um, you couldn't get new clothes like other people around you and you felt different because of that. And that was painful. But this is my belief system now. So you're going to be running your, your day, your world, your business through this lens that there is not enough. And that causes a lot of fear and anxiety as well. And it's, it's really interesting even looking at how this is playing out in the world right now with the impending recession. Mm -hmm. We've got interest rates going up. We've got fuel prices going up. We've got um, housing prices, well, at least in Sydney anyway, like really just plummeting at the moment. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, new home buyers aren't buying anymore because there's this whole, oh, we need to stop. There's not enough money. There is, there's just not enough. We need to hold on to what we've got and it's that level of scarcity that happens within our businesses as well when we go out there into the world and we put our offers out if we're thinking there's not enough clients or you know what I'm looking at Sally over there and she's got a niche just like mine and she's doing really well and she just brought on five clients this month now there's not enough for me but there is because there's 7 billion people out there in the world. There's a, you know, there's a lot of people in this world. Just because Sally has five clients doesn't mean that there aren't enough for you. But your subconscious forms this lens and perception. And then it drives everything until you start to understand what are the beliefs that are actually driving my behaviour and my decisions and the way that I feel each and every day. So it's a very, very powerful part of our mind that really people need to get deep in there, often with someone who has experience or an expert in that space, so they can understand more what those blocks are that are limiting their money. Yeah, it's getting that outside view sometimes because I find that the bigger picture, we're too close to it. And, and I think sometimes that outside perception of um, either, you know, where you're targeting or your actual mindset around your own offers can really have an impact and drive you forward into realizing that you are on the right direction. You are making an impact in, you know, because we get so down on ourselves and we have to tell ourselves to be kind. You know, how would you talk to someone if they were a client? Talk to yourself that same way, because we can be very judgmental when it comes to our own um, well, our own thinking of our offers or thinking of how we run our business. And an outsider might say, well, no, you're doing a great job, but you just need to do more of it. Show up more, be more you. And those, um, you know, what you have inside will come out and be seen. And I think that sometimes um, is all we need is just someone in our corner um, to show us that. 
Um, so I want you to um, run through the four simple steps that can change that story, you know, that money story that we tell ourselves so that we can attract that abundance that we think everyone else has, but that we're still, it's elusive for us. How do we, how do we, you know, get towards that? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, it's awareness. It's becoming really aware of what your money stories are. So the first step is to sit down, pen and paper, a notebook, and literally write down what are all of the stories that you tell yourself about money or that you've heard about money throughout your life. So those things like earning money is hard. Um, money grows on trees and money doesn't grow on trees money is dirty money is bad people with money are evil whatever it is that comes up for you pen and paper and just keep writing until nothing else comes out and I was so surprised when I did this exercise the first time I had 72 stories about money that just flew straight out yeah. and I I didn't really think that I had that many issues with money or money blocks to invest until I started looking at this going, oh, wow, this is intriguing. So write it all down and you'll start to see the patterns within that around the stories that you're telling yourself and how they link into those things, money blocks around that lack and the scarcity and that money's evil or it's bad in some way and um you can then start to see how that stops you from showing up really authentically and confidently and being able to attract in the money. And what I also like to get my clients to do is to look at those money stories and then right next to it, is that your story? Like, did you come up with that story or did someone else? Where did this story come from? Was it from your dad saying constantly that money doesn't grow on trees or there's not enough or your mum or grandparents? It's really intriguing just to start piecing together, you know, that a lot of this didn't actually come from us at all. We've picked this up from our environment and from other people. And making that choice and understanding that our stories, they're yours to change. You can choose to let these go. So that definitely is the number one spot to start. Mm -hmm. And then from there, moving through to reframing those stories. So step two is reframe them because it is within your control to change your stories. Look at each and every one of those and shift the story. So I had 72. <laughs> so it was obviously a lot. <laughs> but most people when they do this have at least 50 and beyond as well. So it's really common to have a lot. So you might want to, if you've got lots and lots, you might look at that. And just select the top 10 that really hit home for you and pick those and then reframe them to more positive beliefs. Like, you know, um, everyone with money uh, are bad people or greedy. You choose, choose better words. Because <laughs> definitely not all people with money are greedy. It's, you know what, when I have money, I'm going to use it for charitable causes. That could be a way for you to reframe it or that, Having more money just makes me more of who I am, which is generous and kind and loving and all those things. So I want you to go through each one of those, choose your top 10 if you've got a lot and reframe them and then keep those reframe beliefs somewhere nearby on your computer. Look at them every day. You know, money, money comes easily to me is a good one. Money is effortless. It's attracted to me effortlessly. So whatever it feels good for you, 
write it down, have it very visible. And that alone is a powerful shift, just getting the awareness and then also doing that reframing exercise as well. Yeah. And then step three, what I find quite often is that there's a lot of shame attached to money and generally to not having enough of it. So entrepreneurs who have been working away in their businesses sometimes for six months, a year, two years, five years or more, even more established entrepreneurs can have this shame around, I should be further along than I am. And that word should is always a tricky one. It's it's implying that there's something wrong. Um, But you need to forgive yourself. Maybe you haven't earned all the money or hit all your money goals that you've wanted to earn. But the more shame that we feel around that, the more it's going to detract you away from being able to to really get the money and the abundance through the door that you deserve, absolutely deserve. So you can use forgiveness. And it's a love um, forgiveness mantra, which is a Hawaiian forgiveness mantra, where you can take those money beliefs and maybe it's the, the top 10 or those feelings that you might have failed in some way. And you can use Ho'oponopono. So you can have a look online and there's there's literally um, people who have made these, these beautiful songs out of this Hawaiian mantra. And you can listen to that and just say to yourself, I'm sorry, I forgive you, I love you. And it has the most um, incredible impact on you and how you feel and allows you to let go of that shame. But letting go of shame allows you to bring more in. And my fourth tip was very much what you said before. It's mm-hmm. visualize as if you've already got it. Yeah. So powerful. Do that for, you know, start for one minute, visualize you and you in the future that you've already got the money, that you've got this successful business already. It's right there in front of you. See what you're doing, how you're acting, putting that offer out. And most importantly, feel how that feels within your body and magnifies those feelings because the, the more excited you feel, the more joy you feel, the more at ease you feel, the more you're actually going to be able to put yourself out there as well. So they are my four tips. I love those. All of those talk, I think, specifically to what we all go through at whatever time. I think everyone has been through at least one of those and the ways to try and work through them are so important because you would hate to think that you had something that could impact so many people and you got to the point where you didn't do anything with it anymore. Can you imagine the the disservice you're doing to all of those people that would be your ideal client and I think that you'd owe it to them don't you and yourself to give it every chance and I think that I personally found that the acting as if the the either journaling as if the offer that the new offer I was putting out had been successful had made the impact I wanted and visualizing having those clients within that program and what that felt like And I think by doing that, when you show up, you show up as if you had run that program and you know the impact it's going to have because you've seen it. And I think that that um, is where the confidence comes in, does it not? The confidence to then have that interaction with your ideal client about that uh, transaction of confidence because they believe in you because you do. I mean, why are they going to believe in you if you don't believe? I think that's the most important thing I take away from everything is if you don't believe in it, why should they? And I I think that has to be 
um, as much as you want to kick people up the ass. If you don't believe it, no one else should. That's the way I think of it anyway. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to you need to definitely lift that belief in yourself mm -hmm. and your belief does grow the more you actually bring more clients in. And one way that you can actually boost your belief as well, because a lot of people think I'm not capable, I need to, another certification, you know, all those sorts of stories, the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. You can literally keep a book that I call a confidence book and write down everything in there that makes you incredibly good at what you do. You can put testimonials in there. You can put all of your qualifications, all of your studies. Um, you can literally go all the way back into childhood. Like what awards have you won? What work experience do you have that's going to impact on your clients? And you just write everything that's amazing about you and your strengths in this book and you add to it over time. And it will give you an immediate confidence boost when you look through all of that and go, oh, that's right. I can do this. I can. <laughs> I forgot for a minute, but now I've got my book. I can absolutely do this. Yeah. And it's one of those things that my clients say shifts their energy immediately once they, they look at that book and puts them into that frame of mind of having complete belief and trust in their own skills and capabilities. Yeah, and it stops you getting caught in the scroll as well, the, the competitor scroll. Uh, sometimes you have to get to the point where you unfollow people in your industry if it's starting to bring you down. You need to take control of things like that as well, things that you can control. And I used to find that having my journal and this writing, everything I'd done in the last six months, you know, what, what had I done in my business in the last six months and where I was then to where I am now? And those things uh, show you the progress because we get caught up in the why am I not there now? Why am I not there now? But you forget where you were six months ago. And we get caught up in that. And I, I think that that's what I try and work with my clients on as well. Is like where, 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 where have you been the last six months? And how have you grown? And where will you be in the next six months? And set goals around that and, and you know, make sure that you're, you're working towards your vision uh, for what you want for your business. And that will then allow you to build that confidence to show up. And I think those tips that you've given are fantastic in hitting those blocks, which are subconscious, are stories we tell ourselves, which are slightly different to building goals and things. You need both because you can't set your goals because you won't believe you can ever get them if you have those blocks in place. So they build together in building confidence in your business and then having the structure in your business messaging to get it out. And I think those all together are wonderful. Now, I want people to be able to find you to find out more about all of this. So, so where's the best place for people to to find out what you've got going on, or to get any of your um, tips and tricks and all the insights into confidence coaching? So they can join my Facebook group, The Confident Entrepreneur, um, or my website, which is samanthaferris.com.au. That is awesome. It's been amazing to talk to you, Sam. It's just, um, I think, talking about it allows you to think more about it and allows you to take more action. I know even today I'm going to go and write a few things down for a program I've got launching this week. Just mix that mindset up again and start, you know, um, yeah, start showing up, you know, with that energy that I know it deserves. And I think sometimes you do need that kick in the ass to get you going because everything seems so big. You know, you've got so much else going on whenever you're launching a new program or just talking about a program. And it's, it is hard sometimes to think, is anyone actually listening? And does anyone really care? But they do. Because the one thing I tell my clients is the fact that it takes sometimes two years for a client to come all the way around. 
So you showing up about one offer this time might not be for them, but it might be in three months time. So get your mindset around the not now, it's the bigger picture, and then you'll be more likely to show up, I think, too. Any final steps or tricks or anything you'd like to add? Just keep going. It's, you know, just keep trying, keep going. You know, nothing is a failure, it's only a lesson. And that holds people back too much thinking that um, I'm going to fail at this or it hasn't been successful, so I just need to stop. But it's not because you just need to review, look at what you did well, look at what you can improve, and then come out with a new offer. And it's just that continual growth mindset, that learning, that resilience to keep going, pick yourself, dust yourself off and and, and try again. It's It really is. It will work out for you as long as you just keep consistently showing up in a way that you really love and that feels good for you and also you just continually look at how you can do things better and realign it's there is no magic formula but it is about you know we have the tools and all the marketing tools and it's all wonderful but it's about tweaking and learning and testing and not everything is going to work out and that is okay yeah, and it's not always just about you. It can just be also about the timing or the offer and making sure that you are testing and failing fast. You're not getting stuck in that. You fail fast, it didn't work, you test why and you keep going. And I think if you can keep doing that, you will eventually hit your ideal market, your ideal offer somewhere in there and then you'll know it as soon as it hits and then you'll be able to make sure that you can hit all the pain points of your client and go from there. And I think that the testing people forget they forget that the testing is part of the journey. The first one, if it doesn't work, oh, that's it. I'm throwing all my toys out the cot. I've done. Nobody wants what I have to offer. I'm useless. I, why am I even doing this? And they've only done one offer. They haven't even tweaked it. So, yeah, I, I believe in that 100%. Well, it's been awesome to talk to you. I'll send everyone your way. I'll put all the links in the show notes. And if you've got any queries, I'm sure they can hit you up in the DMs or me and I can pass more details on. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. No worries, Sam. Bye.